Welcome to the Homegrown Remix Podcast. We will be tackling the tough questions that eat at your faith. Throughout the year, four students will dissect, discuss, and comment on each week's topic. And now, please welcome our host of Crossroads Farm. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Crossroads Farm's Homegrown Remix Podcast. My name is Jack. Uh, Brayden is out today, so you're stuck with me. Uh, and a few of our students who uh, enjoyed Crossroads tonight, can you guys introduce yourselves? My name is Faith. My name's Elizabeth. My name is Jackson. My name is Tayton. All right, can you guys tell us what schools you go to? I go to Quincy. I also go to Quincy. I also go to Quincy. <laughs> I go to Reading. Got the Quincy crowd and one Reading tonight. Uh, all right, so what uh, stood out to you guys about the talk tonight? Um, I think what stood out to me was the most is that we should be a disturbance to people at school or just people around us at all in general. What do you mean by disturbance? We should look different to those around us. What about you guys? Uh, we should be an influence in everyone's lives around us and uh, make an impact so that it changes their lives too. Encouraging. Faith? Um, Jesus can give us hope and we can show others that hope. Can somebody um, just give us a, a little bit of a summary on like the book we talked about tonight and maybe a couple of the points that maybe you took away? Um, we read Ephesians 2. I think what stood out to me the most is that it says that we are God's masterpiece. It was about grace and how the people, they had like a lot of sin and were living like that all the time. And how it's still like that today, but it's different ways, like more hidden. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask some questions. You guys want me yeah. to start with a, like, kind of like an icebreaker one? Yeah. Yeah. yeah? Okay. <laughs> uh, so one of the things we talked about tonight was uh, we watched a gross video and we talked about some gross things. <laughs> and so uh, my first question is, how gross are you on a scale of I puke if someone burps to I pop my friend's pimples for fun? How gross are you? Jackson. <laughs> I I personally enjoyed that video. Yeah. What was your favorite uh, scene? I liked the one with the bug in the ear. I also liked the uh, cow pimple. A cow pimple. Have you ever seen a pimple that large in a cow before? Oh yes. Oh, Disgusting. Yes. Ladies. I did not watch the video. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like, I don't know what the scale is, but I can pop my own pimples or like do that stuff, but not other people. Mm, gross. Yeah. yeah, I don't like it at all. Personally, I think burping is disgusting. Um, uh, yeah, it's just gross to me. Tate and Regina. Oh, I didn't watch it either. <laughs> oh, yeah, you thought it was gross. Elizabeth? Uh, was I, wa I wanted to watch <laughs> some of it, but then I got just grossed out, so I would like, close my eyes mm, with the yeah. spine open. Yep. Okay. Well, moving on to a little bit of the things we talked about tonight. What role does sin play in your life? <laughs> Bad one? I don't know. <laughs> what does that mean? Mm, it's a bigger role than it should be. Or, I don't know. I don't think you can ever make it small enough. Sure. I mean, sin's also kind of like the gas light in your car. Like, you see it going down, like your gas. So you say, well, we've got a problem here, so we got to go fix this. Yeah. So you know what you have to do to become better. Yeah, I like that analogy. I would say that it's, like, always there as, like, 
when we try and stop a sin that we see that we do repeatedly, like we try and stop it, but then at the same time, like it's good to be aware of like, okay, I'm sinning here more and more each time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think causes you guys to sin more often? Uh, not reading like your Bible or spending time with God. Cause then like that can make you like more stressed out or just like, I don't know, be more worried about like worldly things or like your friends or whatever and not you should be um i think it's definitely the people i hang around peer pressure mm-hmm. for sure i can see that guys you gotta add to that that's okay um okay what role does grace play in your lives what's the definition of grace like grace is receiving things that we don't deserve so uh, we don't deserve heaven um but we can receive it because christ paid the the, the price for it uh, when he died on the cross, we were graced with uh, the ability to be connected with God in heaven. So if if uh, sin is a constant uh, problem in our life and, uh, you know, we can never completely get rid of it, uh, what role would you say grace plays? Grace would play a big role for me because I get in trouble a lot. So what what does grace do for you when you're in trouble? It keeps me from getting the worst punishment that I possibly could get. Yeah. You guys have anything? Saves you. From what? Hell. Sure. Um, you want to expound on that? <laughs> <laughs> you probably, like, being faithful to God, he says he'll be faithful back, so... I don't know, you could be definitely in worse situations or whatever. Um, Paul writes uh, this letter to the Ephesians about grace, about freedom in Christ, about different things from prison. How can someone who is locked up uh, feel so free? He probably knew that God was proud of him because he chose him. And he probably had a lot of time to think by himself (laughs) and pray and know the guy was with him and that's all he had i think even like he probably was scared at times too but he knew that whether he was going to be in there for a long time or not that there was good to come because he would get to go spend the rest of his life with jesus fellows jackson <laughs> tayton you guys have anything to add sometimes um it takes some really hard things to go through in order to really figure out how you're supposed to live and stuff so For sure. Can you imagine um, being so on fire for God and creating such a disturbance in the culture that you're arrested and sent to prison? I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but I try to stay out of jail. For sure. (laughs) I can. Definitely don't want to go to jail, but I wouldn't say Paul was trying to get thrown in prison. It was just back then. It's... It was a lot more strict than what you could believe. Yeah. I think, like, the further, or, like, um, <laughs> the closer you get to God and the more you stand out with that, people notice you more. And some people just think, oh, they're doing so good and, like, that's good for you. But, like, some people actually, like, you can, they notice that you're different and... The later the years get, the more people are against it or 
whatever. So I don't know what my point was, but <laughs> yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. What thing in your life keeps you from feeling free or happy? School. Explain. Well, I just feel locked up in school. Main, mainly my final three classes that I actually have to do something and I'm not welding for the first three hours of school. Do you think it's your school or an attitude that you have? I think about it's just it, I think <laughs> it's just me because I know I'd rather be somewhere else on the farm working. Yeah. And not at school sitting in the classroom for forty five minutes. So follow up question. Follow up. <laughs> you leave or late. <laughs> so follow up question. Um you don't like being in school, you know, maybe it makes you unhappy or whatever. I'm guessing Paul from prison didn't have a very happy time there, but he was a happy anyway, and he felt free anyway. How do you think you can have a mindset like Paul had while he was in prison? I guess to see the positive in it. I mean, he could have been killed, so... He could have been. Yeah, especially if it's a life and death situation. Do you think there's something else that he focuses on rather than his circumstance? Probably focuses on his faith in God. It's sometimes than where sometimes he's at. it's uh, worth the consequence to go through. Yeah. So. For sure. Yeah, definitely. I can see that. Uh, what about you ladies? What keeps you from feeling, um, you know, happy or free? I think mine's definitely my anxiety that I have with every day-to-day tasks. I feel like mine's, like, judgment, like, at school, like, if people will, like, I don't know, I don't really like to stand out <laughs> too much, like, I, I mean, I don't know, I feel like most people, if they, like, know me at all, know I'm a Christian, but, like, I don't just go tell them about it unless they ask me, or that kind of thing. Do you think there's a way that uh, people can change their mindset to be more, to be similar to Paul? As he was in prison, like, is there a different way that, that we can think about it and, I don't know, change our attitude? Like, to know that, um, just like with Jackson's situation, to you're at school, but you can share the gospel or, like, um, just show others Jesus' love through that. And there's a reason why you're in school. <laughs> I think, too, that, like, if we're not the ones showing people, like, what Christ's love is, that they might not ever get to know it or even experience it because we might be the only person in their life that is a Christian. And so if we're not staying out and showing them that, then they might not ever get to know Jesus' love. Also, uh, you get to a point into your life that you realize the person that's hardest on yourself is yourself. So you realize you just got to stop letting yourself, like... Just listen to all like the drama or like the stuff that you keep telling yourself, and you hold yourself at a higher standard than what you can actually achieve. Yeah. <laughs> sure. What has been disturbed in your life as a result of your faith? Family. Do you say anything? Do you want to talk about that anymore, too? I don't know. Okay. Uh, Elizabeth, the question was, what has been disturbed in your life as a result of your faith? In a good way or a bad way? Mm, I'd say friendships both ways. Mm-hmm. Good and bad. Want to explain a little more? Um, I think when like you're younger, like you don't really know. You don't really talk about Jesus with your friends. Like you don't, I don't know. So I feel like 
like my friend group has changed a lot as I've gotten older because I've like because people change so much too so um I've gotten closer with some of them that love Jesus and but also I'm still friends with some of them that don't because that's good too to yeah I don't know um, for me, I definitely think it's mostly with my family and also good and bad ways. Um, we've gone through a lot as a family um, with some of my siblings, and so my parents have lost faith too because it's been so hard and thing after thing after thing. We just feel like we just keep going deeper in trouble. But once we come together as a family and we start going back to church and we start asking for help for other Christian families, we we realize that it's all part of a purpose to make us stronger. Uh, do you guys think that God is trying to disturb anything in your lives now? Yeah. What? Probably, like, comfiness or, like, um, I don't know. I feel like just, like, with a lot of, like, health issues and pain, like, to still worship through pain, like, physical pain is really hard. And, um... I think that's teaching me and like even my family a lot. Yeah, um, my anxiety, he's trying to make me feel like I belong and that I deserve to belong and that I deserve to feel loved and I guess that's it. Jackson, you've been quiet. <laughs> what gets in your way of whether it's spending time with God alone or whether it's, you know, you're here most weekends, but, um, you know, whatever it is, maybe you're lacking in scripture reading or prayer. Uh, what keeps you from doing those things? Um, mainly just my will and want to do other things other than sit there and read my Bible. So what are those other things? Go to work at the farm or do something outside or hang out with the friends that are still in school and I still get to see mm -hmm. more often than others that I don't. Do you ever talk to your friends about your faith? Yeah, a lot of my friends are still Christians. Or a lot of my Christian friends are graduated and I only see two of them and the rest of them are off in college somewhere far away or then the friends that I still have are in school but they're not Christians they grew up with a rocky family do you guys have anything in your lives that physically prevents you from uh, going to church or going to crossroads or uh, you know spending time in prayer or reading the Bible maybe it's sports or some other kind of extra extracurricular or um, an adult or somebody in your life that, you know, you just have other things going on? I think it depends on the week. Sometimes I have, like, extracurriculars or something, but not usually. I don't know. If I miss, it's probably, like, myself, like, pain. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a very active person in school, so I do a lot of extracurriculars and sports, so I miss a lot. That. Guys, <laughs> I don't do a lot of extracurricular activities. Okay, you kind of explained with work and stuff that that's that, you know. Your life. <laughs> Tayden, you work a job that gives you off Sundays and Mondays, so that's kind of nice, right? Yeah. Do you have anything else that you do that 
maybe takes up your time. Not really. That's all right. How good are you? Are how good are you at spending time in the Bible or prayer daily? Oh, that's something I struggle with a lot. Yeah. You think it's mostly a mental thing? Yeah. Just have to, you know, get over that wall of will and and get to it. Mm-hmm. I think that's a problem for a lot of students. Is just. Um, you know, you're reading in school all day, or you know, you're you you, you want to do something else, and I think that's where discipline comes in. Um, discipline to create a habit of prayer, of um, Bible reading, and I was wondering if you guys had any thoughts on ways to create that discipline in your lives. I think to read your Bible and like pray every day. I made it as a routine for me at first, so. No matter how late it is at night, I always make sure I read like even a chapter or at least a verse if it's really late. And I've done that for like two or three years now. So even if it's, you know, if I know I have to get up really early in the morning, I still make sure to do it because I'm still creating the habit of getting closer and reading more information about God. Or like before you go and do some, make sure like I'm not going to go do this until I actually read my Bible. Yeah, it's like eating your vegetables first kind of thing. <laughs> well, uh, anything else you guys want to add for tonight? Next week's the Christmas party. Um, what's your guys' favorite part? What are you most excited for? The deep fried Oreos. Yeah? 100%. Deep fried Oreos. It's my birthday. <laughs> On the 17th? Yeah. Oh, man. I know. Extra Oreos for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like seeing what the gifts are because they're always different and there's I like like seeing I don't know everyone puts stuff into it so it's fun yeah Tate I just kind of like the atmosphere yeah it's a fun night (laughs) well thank you guys for uh, talking tonight I appreciate it Uh, this has been I don't know does Brayden ever say anything at the end it's like (laughs) we'll see you next week at the Homegrown Remix podcast (laughs) have a great week Thanks for listening. Uh, This will be our last podcast until January because next week's our Christmas party, so it'll be a little bit different of a week. Uh, But we look forward to getting back together the second week of January. Thanks for listening. Crossroads Farm is happy to share coffee joy with you through the delicious Rich Roast Coffee. You can order yours by contacting the CRF office at crossroadsfarm.org and contact us to learn about our innovative ministry curriculum, The Arms of a Servant Leader, a four-year strategic discipleship training resource. Follow us on Facebook at Crossroads Farm and Crossroads Farm RCI. Also on Insta and Twitter.